With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, wonderful listeners of the world. This is Sports Dummies Podcast, Episode 5. My name's Hope and I'm joined by the wonderful Lewis Pierce. And every single week, we give you the latest sporting details, whether you know everything about sports or you know absolutely nothing. This is the podcast for you. Lewis, how's life going this week for you, mate? Hope. It's been really nice, thank you. It has been a nice, easy, chilled week for me. Thankfully, all my university deadlines have been hit. So it's been nice and relaxed. I actually went on and on I went where did I go? I went on an adventure to Greenwich. I went to the O2 and yeah. I went on the cable cars across the water for the first time. That was cool. I also went if anyone watching on screen, I know people listening, I will shout them out instead. But I went to a small place in Greenwich, went to the Greenwich market, quite famous, never been there before, so it's quite fun to go and explore. And I went into a shop called the Fudge Patch, which I would massively massively recommend was absolutely delicious so so nice and the bloke working in there didn't get his name but he was an absolute legend it seems to be handmade in greenwich and it is called the fudge patch so if anyone listening please do go check out if you're in greenwich it was fantastic um, and i had a great time down there there you go well i'm pleased you've had a nice week lewis after all that university stress you deserve it on to the first story of the week, which actually is a very, very big story in the world of football, especially out in the US, um, but actually all over the world for the Champions League. Last night is it, on... Is it the fact that Cruz Beckham has broken up with his girlfriend? No. <laughs> oh. And that, oh. Oh, no. Boo. Oh, poor Cruz. <laughs> have you um, have you DM'd him yet, or are you still going to wait a couple of days? No, it's not my, not my cup of tea. But How young. old is he? I, think, I don't know. But he's is he the young he? one? Cruz is the one who's like seven. Yeah, Brooke. I think Brooklyn's the oldest one. He's getting married. Right. I think he's he's sorted. He's more towards my age. And there's Cruz who got with his girlfriend when he was seventeen, and they've broken up. So I think he's quite young. I don't know a lot about David Beckham apart from his football team um, and his cologne. So apart from, I'm kind of quite <laughs> limited on the Beckham's knowledge. But no, last night with CBS, which is the Columbia Broadcasting System, that is like the equivalent of a BBC out in the US. Um, they actually made history last night. They actually had an all-female team covering the Champions League action across Europe. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, so there you go. So a lady called Kate Abdo was presenting. Now, normally on the Champions League nights, and I will also add in here for those listening, uh, um, CBS is not available in the UK. You can only view it on Twitter because, of course, it's an American platform. But even still, some of the videos I tried to watch, I wasn't able to because it, the location is only available in America and not England, which is very stupid that Twitter allows that. But anyway. You know what Donald Trump would say to that? Go on. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> exactly right. Hope. He's a stupid, in my opinion. But yes, normally, um, Kate Abdo will have Jamie Carragher, Thierry Henry and Micah Richards on in something called The Mixer, which is a really fun like group. They're a very fun group of people, those three, with Kate too. And so she's like sort of the, the anchor of the show. And then they'll kind of have a laugh and stuff. She'll ask some quick fire questions. But this week, they mixed it up. And this is what Kate said to introduce the show. Well, this is a special Champions League day for CBS Sports and for Paramount. Plus, football is a diverse sport, but it's a sport where women have long had to fight to prove that our voices belong. And a show like today chooses to celebrate our voices on a Champions League knockout night. And players and analysts and commentators and reporters and referees of this level deserve this level of platform. Representing tonight for CBS and for women all around the world, we got our pitch side reporters Jenny Chu in Turin for Juve against Villarreal. Jules Breach is in Lille for their return leg against defending champions Chelsea. Standing in front of them back here in our studio is our rules expert, Christina Uncle. She is a standout in her field. You've got us four at the desk, uh, former top level uh, club and international players, Enia Luko, Kaylin Kyle, Leanne Sanderson, and me, not good at football, uh, <laughs> decent at TV though. That makes seven of us, so we need four more. And the crew's calling the games. Well, guess what? They are all Women. We've got P. Mullenstein and Lucy Ward at the microphone for Juventus against Villarreal. Robin Cowan and Karen Carney bringing you Lille versus Chelsea. Big up to all of us. Wonderful. Yes. So the response was absolutely fantastic on Twitter. As I said, unfortunately, I wasn't able to listen to a lot of it. But from what I saw, it looked absolutely brilliant. And the comments and responses on Twitter and on YouTube as well looked fantastic. Now, this isn't actually the first time that an, all, an all-female um, crew have been doing this. BT Sport last year for International Women's Day actually had an all-female lineup in the UK. And that was made up of pundits and broadcasters covering Chelsea versus Everton, which was the men's game, and then Bristol City against Reading in the Women's Super League. So we have seen this before, but certainly not for a Champions League night and not in the UK. So I thought that was an amazing way to start the week um, and a great piece of news that I yeah I caught up on yesterday. This is good. I mean, it shouldn't be a phenomenon. Um, no. But it definitely raises awareness, doesn't it? And I think, um, yeah, it's positive to have all representatives of all groups in society on the old telly box. Absolutely. <laughs> that is exactly. My, that's my professional verdict on the story. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, Thank you there very you much. go. But I was I was really pleased and I just hope that that can inspire more people in the UK like BT and BBC and all these companies to actually take a stance and do that. Uh, of course, when you contract people, that is slightly more difficult to say, no, you're not working on this show. As an example, someone like Jake Humphrey has always done um, Champions League. That's something that he's very much known for. But I think going on long term, it would be brilliant to see more representation in football with men and women working in punditry and in post and pre-match analysis. So absolutely, I mean, it was great to see. And I'm, I'm pleased as well that this isn't the first time we've seen this. I think it'd be very disappointing if BT hadn't done that last year for International Women's Day. But I think just doing it for one day a year isn't good enough. It needs to be done more frequently and more often and not just for women's games, but for women's and men's games too. Well, it should be a case that you're you're booked and you're judged based on your talent and your um, how well you are at communicating and commentating. It shouldn't be based on if you've which sex you are. No, exactly. And someone like I was going to though... get a bit graphic there, but I stopped myself. <laughs> <laughs> we should be pleased. <laughs> 
Moving on to a, an exciting story, something we're going to discuss, which I'm quite excited about. Still some controversy going into the season. We're talking about the start of F1, which begins on Sunday in Bahrain. Hey, so we spoke about Bahrain last week because of the kind of, um, I, I want to say protest, I would say demonstration. Yes, absolutely. We did indeed. Now, that was pre-seasons. That was them kind of testing their cars, warming up and stuff. Um, so the new season is here. All the fans are absolutely buzzing. But there is one thing that is kind of overshadowing the entirety of F1 at the moment, which we have discussed before. And again, unfortunately, we have to discuss it again. Is, that is F- it? Lewis Hamilton's vegan burger shop is taken over. <laughs> no, sadly not. Although that would have been cool if it was the case. Um, no, the FIA are yet to publish their investigation into the final day drama. As we've discussed, Hope, Lewis Hamilton lost the race against Max Verstappen and all that palaver that went on. Anyway, the inquiry started in December. They sacked Michael Massey because of it as well. And they're yet to make the findings public. There's anticipation that at the time of recording, which is on Thursday morning, the decision will be made today at some point. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. No guarantee. Um, But even still, hopefully it does come out and they can kind of explain what happened and all the rules surrounding that. But I'm not entirely sure. But forgetting about that for a moment, there are new updates going into the season. So it looks quite exciting. Could it mean that the, the race from last time, the actual verdict could be overturned? It could, but the odds are really slim. And because, Hope, my take on it will be no, and at the time of recording it is still no, because the fact the season is starting in or on Sunday, to leave that gap, like to leave that tiny window wouldn't make sense. I think that if it was going to change, bearing in mind as well they're in a different country, not in Abu Dhabi, they're in Bahrain, so two different different places. But I think if the findings were that the race needed to be overturned and the decision overturned, I think they would have addressed that very, very quickly. And the fact that it hasn't come out, I think the decision won't be changed. Also this week, we saw Lewis Hamilton is changing his name to honour his mum. He is indeed. That is right, which is a very, very amazing thing. So there you go. I hope you're bringing the news for us as well. I know. Look, you're hearing about the Beckhams breaking up. You're hearing about (laughs) Lewis Hamilton's name change up. All the goss. All the news, Hope. All the news. Well, there's some quite big news actually going into, yeah, aside as well as that with Lewis Hamilton. We've also got a couple of like big news stories that we can talk about. Obviously, George Russell is joining Mercedes. He was the man that was kind of bigged up that we've spoken about in an episode Oh, crikey, it might have been a couple of episodes ago. For those listening, go and find crikey. it and check it out. There you go, crikey. And the other quite fun news that I thought was a man called Guan Yu Zhou is the first ever Chinese driver and he'll be making his debut for Alfa Romeo. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, like so there name. you go. Yeah, Guan Yu Zhou, yeah. very, very good. Guan Yu Zhou. Yes, very good. My and money's on him. Go on, go on, boy. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? Let's hope. I mean, Alfa Romeo don't have necessarily the best car, but you never know. He, he might pull it out of the bag. Might pull it out is Alpha, of the bag. I should, I should know this considering I work with cars, but is Alfa Romeo the one with the snake? Yes. Is yes. it? Yeah. Hey, look, I'm it's, good at this. You are, it's got a circular badge, Alfa Romeo on the top. Yeah, and then it's got a little green snake. Yeah, the snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Any updates on what's happening with the London track? Because you said they're making a... a good environmental track that's going to be all throughout London. That is right. Well, that was due to come, wasn't it, in 2024? I don't think so. I hope there is no update on that. No. I imagine if that was going ahead, there would be more planning permission as the months go by this this year. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I would have to... I also think, truthfully, not that Lewis Hamilton will play a part in that, but I think his backing being obviously one of the 
well, the greatest British driver of all time and the, one of the most successful drivers, if not going to be if he wins this year, the most successful driver of all time. I think his role will play a key impact in that, whether he wants it or not. Because I imagine, say, next year if F1 announced, OK, the track is coming to... Um, to London for 2023 or whatever. I imagine Lewis would really be behind that. But but no, there is no update as of yet. Um, but I'll keep my eyes posted for any more news on that. But no, in terms of predictions, Hope, we can talk about what we're going to predict. Truthfully, Hope, Hamilton and George Russell both said that they are uncomfortable in their new W13 car. So most um, F1 teams going into this season have a new car. And this new Mercedes car is quite revolutionary. And we won't go into the ins and outs. We'll just keep it sports or dummies terms. Re- revolutionary in how it works and the way that um, the way that it's been built so that there is like different ways with aerodynamics. It's very, all very, very complicated. But yes, what are we going to... Yeah, go on. They could just be saying they, they're uncomfortable just as a ploy. Exactly. To trick people. So I wouldn't believe that. No, you don't know. Exactly, we don't know. So it could be that they're just saying it. But Lewis, to be fair, did say in an in an interview with in Dubai, he did come out and say they have a long way to go. And I think that became very obvious with their testing. Now... The practice race begins tomorrow, so that's on Friday time of recording, so that's tomorrow. That will be a real big indicator as to how teams will get on, because at that point, you're then getting ready for the race. So how it will work, it goes, you get a practice tomorrow on Friday, you get the then lap ordering on Saturday, so you then have your test run effectively, and wherever you come positioned in terms of your speed, you then come on the track, on the grid. Very exciting, I'm looking forward to it, uh, but will be a big start. So there you go. Get your flags out. Woo! What flag are you going to be waving? The checkered one? The, the snake one. Because of our friend. Yeah. Grand you Joe. You need to get, maybe, maybe actually, maybe you need to get an Alfa Romeo hat. That's a business idea, can I just say? Getting different flags for different cars who are doing it. So like a Mercedes flag. Whee. I think they've probably already done that. But I mean, it's... You, oh, you've I've done... not seen one. So... <laughs> How many F1 races have you ever attended in your life? <laughs> so many. I knew it. I knew behind the scenes you were, you know, sneaking up to the races and getting. But actually, you never told me. I'm actually a secret racer. I am the. I am Stig. Once upon a time, I'm saying that. Fun fact, in case you didn't know, there actually at one point was a Stig who actually came out and announced his identity and then got sacked. Oh man, I'm going to get an email later. I've been fired from being Stig. <laughs> there you go. No shame. But anyway, look. Ah. Hope. Question before we wrap this up. Yes or no? Is Lewis Hamilton going to win the championship this season? I predict yes, but I don't want him to. Why? I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> <laughs> you've had a lot of wins, mate. Let someone else have a go. Okay. That, okay. Okay, well, that, okay, fair enough. I am going to predict. I don't want to say Verstappen will win, but I think he will. Why do you want Lewis to win? Is it because he's got the same name? <laughs> yeah, well, that, no, it's not. It's because if he wins, he will be the greatest driver of all time. And I think from what what he's achieved, what he's overcome in his life, and how far he's come as a driver, I think he absolutely deserves it. For me, technically, and again, I didn't watch Michael Schumacher drive, or I wasn't that old to watch him. But from what I've ever watched with F1, Lewis Hamilton is one of the most gifted drivers of all time. There's no doubt. And I think as a British man, he would set. He he would go above and beyond everything if he could win that, if he could win the championship. And I think it would set a level of history that would never have been done before for British athletes in the UK, specifically for racing in particular, that hopefully would drive on people, especially those from ethnic minorities that aren't necessarily white British men. It would be amazing to, to see. So you want him to win because he'll be then be an inspiration? 
Absolutely. And actually, and as well, because he's a really nice guy and he owns a vegan burger restaurant and it's delicious. And I'd love to see him make more yummy vegan burgers. And he used to go out on Nicole Scherzinger. He did, you're right. Story number three, yeah. <laughs> Just added a new jingle in there. There you go. Upgraded. Upgraded might be a bit strong, but I'll... T- <laughs> <laughs> Nearly spat his water out there all over his mic. Yeah, that, that'd end well, wouldn't it? When it's broken <laughs> as it is, as you always say, yeah. <laughs> You'd have been like, and then that... <laughs> Sorry, I let you give myself. Anyway, story number three, Hope, which for me is... <laughs> Probably the weirdest story of the year. And I think could yes, actually... Yes, I love weird. No, you will love weird until you find out who it is and then you'll probably be disappointed. Um, but I'm going to give you two clues about who we're talking about today. And then we're going to talk about the reference to the other people. We're talking about a YouTuber. Yep. Who is American. Yep. And he boxes. Who are we talking about today, Hope? Jake Paul. Yeah, we're talking about Jake Paul. Do you know anything about Jake Paul? I know that this week he's, doesn't he call out Kanye West and that Screet comedian or Shreet, whoever's dating Kim Kardashian and said he'll pay them millions. Skeet. Hope, see, you've literally, you've answered our story. Have I, st- have I stole the story? Sorry. No, 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 but I'd rather, look, you've done it. You've absolutely smashed it. Jake Paul has offered both Kanye West and Pete Davidson $30 million each plus pay-per-view <laughs> upside, which basically means whatever they earn in the revenue for the TV, for a six-round boxing match. Now, for those listening, right, I just thought, we, I just thought again, the context about this story is that, of course, Jake Paul, as I, we've described him many a time, is a meme, a major meme. But the reason why this is so amusing is because it's like he's obsessed with other people. He seems to be the man that gets involved in everyone else's businesses except his own. <laughs> I kind of want to see that. I not... <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous, but I kind of want to see this. I think Kanye would go for it. I think he would too. For Kanye, it wouldn't be about the money. It would be about the media attraction. It would be about the hype. It would be about shutting this but guy it's so It's so weird. And then I'm going to give more context to this because it gets even funnier. So basically, to cut a long story short, Pete Davison is dating Kim Kardashian, of course, who is Kanye West's ex-wife. They're not divorced yet, but they will be soon by the sounds. So Kanye's posts on Instagram are all filled with him saying, you know, about the fact that he misses Kim and that Pete's a meme and all this stuff. Anyway, goes on and on. And he's had online kind of controversial arguments with with both of them for a long, long time. He then released a music video about, oh goodness, about a month ago, two months ago, which was for a video called Easy. I sent you this song and said, have you heard this yet? And you went, yeah, it's not very good. I went, but have you heard the bit where he mentions Pete? Right. Now, at this Remember, point... I haven't watched the video for it, though. No, okay. So this is an update for you. There are two videos, very interesting, that I found. One of which is kind of more... Again, so to give people context as well, if you want to look it up, um, the cover art for it is a is like a bloody-skinned monkey. Like, like it's really odd. Anyway, in, the, in one of the music videos, you see Pete Davison lying on the floor, and then the monkey is punching him loads of times, which is really weird. And then in the second music video that was released, Pete gets kidnapped with a bag over his head and then he gets buried and he's buried in like this kind of, it's all, uh, it's all like paper mache kind of, you know, like when people make the stop start videos, is that, you know, you know, when you have like the, like Wallace and Gromit, that's how I'd call it, a bit like that. Yeah. And he's lying in the sand, effectively dead with roses out of his head. Now, a lot of people were saying that was in reference to, um, on Valentine's Day, 
Kanye sent Kim flowers, sent her roses specifically and said, happy Valentine's Day. And people think that was in reference to that. So out of his head, he has these kind of roses looking things. And at the end of the video, it says everyone lived happily ever after, except for you know who joke. He's fine. I mean, I feel like Kanye needs to really get reined in here. It's really because I don't think this is going to end well. No, it won't. It won't. And, and a bit he's like being he, very, he's being really, it's threatening. It's very odd. And in fairness, and uh, in fairness to Jake Paul, and this is something that I will defend him on, regardless. Of, and we'll come back. We're going to tie back to this story in a minute. But Jake was right in the video that he posted online because he said to leave the kids out of it. And you can only begin to imagine how Kanye and Kim's children are feeling with all of this going on and with the threats being made. And you know, seeing your dad post online every day about what's happening. Part of me, a bit like we were saying in a sense to do with Lewis and George Russell talking about them being a bit of a ploy. We don't know how much of this really is true and whether how much of it is just Kanye soaking in attention alalongside yeah. those two. And tr- it that's could be like that- an H and Amelia Dim situation where is it happening? Is it a publicity yeah. stunt? It, which is really weird. But even still, yeah, it's really no, odd. It's, it, I think, well, Kanye's the kind of, I don't know him personally, but I imagine he's the kind of person who is quite, um, well, I think he's probably quite obsessed with Kim. Oh, absolutely. And he's I mean, not going to let this go easily. It doesn't matter whether she's... It doesn't matter if they'd broken up and 20 years down the line she gets remarried. He's still going to have a problem with it because of his ego, I reckon. No, I'm with you, 100%. But equally, and also hope to add to that, you mm. look at the women that Kanye's been with after Kim and... Well, they... But I don't understand. Those women, he's not clearly not ready to date someone else. So why are you even going there? I know, I know, but it was He's like, not ready. <laughs> no, one minute, it was weird though, because, you know, in one day in one club, he was with this lady, then the next, and then he'd be dating someone who, he dated, ah, oh, he dated someone for like two or three weeks, someone, like a big actress. Anyway. Yeah, but some men, some men do that when they go through a breakup because they just can't be by themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's like, just take some time, get your head together, take a break. Yeah. yeah. But also these women, I'm sure some of the women are just flattered um or maybe they they like the money or something like that but i just kind of think look you're making more drama for yourself he's not ready no but then to add the fuel to the fire jake paul then also tweeted coming back to jake he wrote ten thousand retweets and i'll make elon musk against putin boxing match happen undercard (laughs) kanye west against pete davison and then me versus conor mcgregor in mma like i don't (laughs) this bloke is just a i just do not understand that in any way hope what this guy is on Ah, oh, can you please tell Jake to shut up, but do it in Fingy's to Fury's voice? He'd say to Jake, Jake, shut up, you muppet. He'd say, shut up, you, you, you big dosser. Sort yourself out. You know, you keep tweeting people. Go back, do your own stupid thing. Stop getting involved in other people's business. You know what I mean? Do your own stupid thing, Jake. Go to YouTube, <laughs> see. That's what he'd say. But also, that kind of that kind of doesn't sit well with me because it kind of sounds like making a joke or making some kind of comical thing about the invasion into Ukraine. I know. Do you know what I mean? It's Part like that, me doesn't want, sit, yeah. that doesn't sit well. It, it, that's what I mean. It is, the whole thing's weird. Like, and then again, whole Jake. Then Jake also tweeting at the end. It's like, so firstly, you're fighting to, to put it into context, right? You've got if we take it, if those fights actually happen, you've got a fight that's currently going on over a war, a fight that's going on over a, a very, and again, all things are very serious over a divorce, and then just a random fight with him and Conor McGregor. I mean, obviously, as a as a sport, as a discipline, boxing, MMA, respected, one hundred percent. What happens in the ring is in the ring. Yeah. But there is some danger here where it's like taking personal um, 
personal problems and yeah. resolving it through violence. And obviously, if you're in the ring, then it's not violence in a pub rule situation, but it could encourage youngsters who look up to YouTubers or, or who think this is the way to resolve things to go along that route of fighting. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's only, a really, that's only a really small element of it. And it's not the most important thing. The most important thing is making a joke out of Putin and making, making Putin even this meme on social media when actually what he's doing is absolutely dreadful. Even if one of them wins, what does that mean? Because it doesn't, that doesn't take like, as an example, let's say Kanye wins. Okay. So does that then mean that he gets Kim back? Like what, what's on the line? It's, it's as if it's kind of like this sort of big, ju- anyway, the point is Mr. Jake Paul is just, just every time it comes up in the news, I always know it's going to be a weird story or something that just doesn't make any sense. This is one of those again. And I mean, none of it might not, it might not even be serious anyway. He might just be doing it for publicity stunt. Can't even work people out anymore. No, I know. But he, he's a he's a very bonkers man. But there you go. That wraps up today's episode of the week. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in as always. If you enjoyed this episode, please do leave us a review on our, on our social media channels or on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Um, but thank you very much for listening. And we'll be back next week as always. And as always, we have also got that collection pop. So if you'd like to give us a little bit of donation, then feel free. But no pressure, as Thank per you. usual. There we go. No, no. Lewis, have a good week. Enjoy your fudge. Lots of love. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.